Cascadia and the edge of the world, Euphomet presents Night Drift with Jim Perry. Good evening. You are listening to Night Drift, presented by Euphomet, and I'm Jim Perry. Coming to you tonight from my home studio in the hinterlands of the Oregon coast to the mothership Alternative Talk 1150 AM, KKNW in Seattle, and streaming worldwide at nightdrift.com. Tonight, guest Robert Lindsay Milne was reading tea leaves before he could English. The Toronto native had humble beginnings as the 19-year-old hippie psychic working at a tea house. But he has since grew to, to be a uh, recognized across the continent as one of the most insightful psychic intuitive counselors of his time. That's tonight. A quick note, a new edition of Euphemet drops this Thursday, April 28th on the podcast feed. This time, an ancient connection is revealed to a screenwriter after a UFO sighting. It's another feature on a listener, and your story can be featured too. Just email me at jim at euphemet.com. You know, I was thinking about psychic abilities today. And sometimes I wonder if we're all floating on a spectrum of psychic space, just waiting to be tuned in, receivers reeling from the empty, sterile consensus. Does the dull hum many of us hear in the back of our head feel in our gut? Does it suggest a signal? I've shared my own connection to potential psychic events, premonitions, ESP, occurrences that shaped my perspective that something is happening, this is real, it's unavoidable, but what is this hum trying to tell me? You know, I used to say I don't know what I believe. I still say that. But I sit there in the dark and ask myself that question. I'm surprised as the hum begins to answer before my head does. It reminds me, in hushed voice, of the moments I was tuned in, when the impossible turned tangible, that time I just knew, the time when she knew, when they knew, when you just knew. Tonight, we invite the hum into our life with psychic intuitive counselor Robert Lindsay Mill here on Night Drift right after this. And we're taking your calls in the second half of the program. You can join the conversation. You can ask questions. You can ask advice. You can share your story. That's 888-298-5569. You can also find us on Twitter using hashtag Nightdrift or at Euphemet. That's going to be right after this. with Jim Perry on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to receive new episodes of Night Drift automatically and gain access to all of our past episodes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jim Perry on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW, Seattle. Now, here again is Jim. That's right. Here I am again, and welcome back to Night Drift. A real quick thank you to our sponsors, AMC Networks, Shudder, and BetterHelp, and our patrons over at patreon.com slash and thank you for listening. Of course. Thank you so much. Next week on Night Drift, reporter Bex Atwood joins me in the studio. She'll be co-hosting the show, actually, very looking forward to that and bringing more recent liminal reports to us. Now on to the show. Thank you for rate. Thank you for waiting. Robert Lindsay Milne is recognized across the continent as one of the most insightful psychic intuitive counselors of his time. He has traveled the world, giving insight with his psychic intuitive sessions to tens of thousands of people. And tonight he's right here on Night Drift. Robert, welcome to the show. All right, Robert's on mute. But that's okay. We've still got music going on. There we go. That's all right. It was was just another music. It was just another few seconds of music. You know what I mean? And that's what we we need on nights like these. I I didn't turn the mute on. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, (laughs) no worries. Yeah. Um, What were we talking about? Something interesting, I think. Yeah, I mean... We're just talking about you, just starting to talk about you and what you're, you know, tens of thousands of people actually have, have attended your psychic intuitive sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done more than throughout my career, which, which, um, last January, I celebrated 57 years of being a professional psychic. Um, I've done more than a hundred thousand psychic connections in, in my lifetime. Now, now that doesn't mean like one hour readings. It it means when I'm talking to somebody on the air or somebody calls me on the phone, that's a psychic connection. Okay. So that's, that's how it's been counted, but it's, it's what I've done my whole lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Probably intuitively. And and I want to get into that uh, with you, but first of all, you're coming to us from Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Um, by the way, I'm, and I'm really proud of this. Toronto now has the designation of being the most culturally diverse city in the world. Is that right? And yes. And we have that designation. And, uh, when I was born in my lifetime, um, Toronto was a white city. And mm, right. I, I wasn't, I, I didn't see a real live black person, saw, saw black people on TV, mm-hmm. but I didn't see a real live black person until I was about 15. 
And in my lifetime, we've gone from that to being the most um, inclusive uh, city in the world. I'm so proud of our city. Yeah, it's so amazing to hear about, and it must feel good. And let me ask you this, just right out of the gate. Yes. um, You've obviously probably had senses and an ability for as long as you can remember, right? As long as I've been alive, I've um, lived by my instincts, my intuition, and indeed my my psychic ability. Okay. Uh, The very first time I can remember actually doing it. Um, I had just come home from school. I was uh, either in kindergarten or grade one. So I was either five or six. And um, so that would have been like 1956. Mm -hmm. Okay, that a long time ago. So Mm -hmm. I came home and I said to my mother, Grandma Harris died today. However, Grandma Harris was my great grandmother who lived in England. And I lived in Toronto and I'd only seen grandma Harris once. So I said to my mother, grandma Harris died today. My mother got really angry with me for saying bad things, yelled at me. And in my remembrance, she probably hit me too. Oh man. Okay. So now in those days, people didn't make long distance phone calls. A long distance call was on the other side of the city. So to have information from, England to come to Canada, it took time. Yeah. Next night at dinner, myself, my mom, my, my mother, my father, my sister, we were at the table. My mother said to my dad, Grandma Harris died yesterday. And I thought my dad was going to start yelling at my mother for saying bad things. And right. they just talked about it. Oh my and gosh. I was shocked. I, I didn't know what to say. So I used to get into trouble. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Harold, that wasn't Aunt Sally. Who was that? Well, you know, that one got me hit for sure. I really, okay. Well, I didn't know, right? Um, so, so, um, and, and I just knew things. Yeah. I was always, and still am, always drawn to the injured or the hurt mm-hmm. uh, people too, or the ones that need help. Yeah. And um, so throughout my life, so that was the first time I'd ever, um, I can remember yeah. doing that. And from that time onward, it became a, a part of, a re- I recognized what I, what I was doing. Yeah. Did it take a little bit of concentrated effort or time to detach that, that sort of troubling memory that you had of, of being punished for, for potentially bringing something up like that? Uh, you know, of course she didn't, she didn't understand at that time I got that you were having up a... for so many other things that mm. other part was irrelevant. Yeah. Um, by, by the time I was 10 years old, I'd been whipped with a rubber, beaten with a rubber hose, whipped with a skipping rope, uh, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. To the point that the first time I left home, I was uh, 14 and a half mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I lived in the streets in downtown Toronto and I survived during the winter using my psychic ability and my intuition to, to survive. And, wow. and it was the winter time. It was from November. And, you know, I got caught by the police near the end of April and yeah. they took me home. Um, in that time, I, um, when I got into trouble and children get in trouble on the streets, um, when I got into trouble, I, always had the option of using my intuition, psychic ability or awareness to solve the problem or to do an illegal or an immoral act. Yeah. Um, Almost all the time I chose to use my intuition and, and psychic ability. There, there were times on, you know, when child's on the street, you know, and there's a blizzard, sometimes you have to do stuff to survive. Right. So, but what I never did um, is ever stole. I never robbed anybody. I never did anything illegal. I always survived by my instinct. So my psychic ability was honed on in the cement jungle. Yeah. And and it was pure survival. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so um, I had trouble reading and writing. I didn't learn to read and write until I was in my almost 20 years old. Um, so I had trouble reading. Uh, and so my intuitions were, were very strong and at the surface. 
um, my, anyway, the police caught me and took me home. And yeah. the following summer, when I turned 50 and I went back out on the straight, uh, and, and I never have lived at home for any length of time with my family again. And once again, I lived on the straight and I did other things. Um, I never begged. Um, I always would, would, would go to a place, a restaurant or something, and, and ask if I could work for food and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I heard that if you worked at the cozy tea room in Toronto and you had to do tea leaf readings and card readings, hmm. I heard that if you worked there in the day shift, you would get a cup of tea, a sandwich, cookies, and you would get to do readings and you would get paid at the end of the shift. And if you worked there at night, you got a hot meal, you, you got cookies, tea, and you got paid as well. Yeah. And, and, on January 17th, um, 1965, I was 15 and a half and I applied there. Um, and I did a reading for, I'd never done, like I had never done a tea leaf reading or card reading. And I did a reading for the woman that owned a place, Mrs. Cox. And um, I did a tea, reading, tea leaf reading for her, although I'd never done one before. And I did a card yeah. reading. And what I did is I just held the teacup in my hand, just like that. And I looked into the teacup and I just saw blobs of tea leaves. I had no idea what they meant, but I tuned into her and I just talked with her about what I would have said if the teacup wasn't in my hand. Uh -huh. And then I put the cards down on the table. I put my card down on the table and I had no idea what they meant. And, and I was a flamboyant kid. And so you know, I survived also by my ability to talk my way out of stuff. Sure. Right. <laughs> and into stuff too. Right. Uh huh. So, so I would, I just started pointing to the cards and, and talking to her. I didn't know what the hell the cards meant, but uh, I got the, I, I started working there that day and I worked in the afternoon and I worked in the evening. And that night I got paid for two shifts. I had a hot meal. I had a place to sleep. And the next day I had a job to go to. Wow. And I worked Jeez. at the cozy tea room for until I was about 21. Wow. And some days yeah. I worked five days a week, sometimes six days a week, and then even sometimes seven days a week. And it didn't matter. Uh, some days I would see 40 people and some days I'd see 10 and everywhere in between. And what was that like at that time, you know, experiencing glorious. such a wide breadth of individuals coming in and you glorious. having an opportunity? Yeah, it was. Well, you know, I had to live in hell beat out of me when I was a child. I was crushed. Yeah. The reason I ran out on the street and lived in a, a snowbank was was it was better for me and safer for me than to be at home. It, I was dying. I was getting crushed. Um, so. I don't know what the question was, but um, oh yeah, but, just your experience there, you know, interacting with that, you know, that amount it, of people and and helping them, you know, all it must of have been sudden, amazing. All of a sudden, I went from like a kid that hung out in an alleyway to somebody that um, people came to see, and 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 they listened to me, and it was quite a, you know, it was it was quite uh, an amazing experience. There was this one time a guy in, in the, at the cozy tea room in, in those days, it cost $2.50 for a tea leaf and card reading. And for that $2.50, you also got a sandwich, a cup of tea and cookies. Oh and so, so, and <laughs> there would be a sign on the wall and it would say, um, psychic readings are for entertainment purposes only. Mm, sure. The disclaimer. Yeah. Because in those days and all the way up until July the 1st, 2019 it was against the law to do psychic readings in canada and what? that law yeah i know that law was initiated in 1895 and it was called the witchcraft act wow. and it said anyone who fraudulently because in those days, anything, unless you were, you know, hallelujah, brothers and sisters, I had come to save your soul type, um, Christian, right? Um, you, you couldn't 
anything, couldn't do anything else. So that was a way of preventing us, my people, right, to, to, from, from doing our work. Um, so it started off with anyone who fraudulently tells fortunes for a consideration, um, accuses someone of a crime using an occult or crafty um, science, or using an occult or crafty science to give healing and uh, medical treatment is punishable by a summary conviction of not more than um, $5,000 in one year in jail. Gee whiz. So until, until, you know, like 2019, every day of my life, it could have been busted. Oh my, you know, so, so anyway, (laughs) at the, at the tea room, at the, at the tea room, that's, that's why they um, sold the, 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 the sandwiches. Yeah. It used to drive me crazy that the tea room got a dollar 50 and I got a dollar for the reading. It made me nuts. I, when I figured, when I learned how to count, I realized, but (laughs) (laughs) So, so seriously, I had to learn how to count before I realized that, you know, the numbers were a little out of balance. Right, right. So we, so you'd get a dollar to do tea, you know, tea leaf reading and a card reading. But if somebody wanted something extra, you could, for an extra buck, you could pay, you could get a tea, um, a, a palm reading. Mm. Uh, for another dollar, you could get um, a crystal ball reading. Mm. Uh, and or or an egg white reading or a tar- they used to say tarot cards um, mm-hmm. tarot reading um, uh, <laughs> or you could have or you could have a full reading and you would get like a card reading a tarot card reading palm reading uh, crystal reading and <laughs> an egg white reading an egg and white reading it would drop a uh, egg white in the in a glass of hot, warm water and it just looked like a bunch of puke to me yeah. but but but, <laughs> but for each for each one we did we got 50 cents and the tea room uh-huh. got 50 cents this time this guy comes i'd only been on the job for about a week this guy comes up and he's and and what they did is they we we had a um a card ship um, that in each time somebody came for, you know, got, came to us for a reading, they would give us, um, their chip, my chip, mine is turquoise. So I, and if we did extra, we would have a piece of paper that would say, you know, um, white egg, white reading, you know, full service or, sure. um, card reading. There was, it was written down. So this guy wanted a crystal ball reading. I had never seen a crystal ball before. Mm. And, and um, anyway, I was doing my best not to, to do it. And finally, he said, well, what about the crystal? And I looked around and I saw this glass ball in the room that had been there, and there was dust all over it. (laughs) And I picked it up and put it on the table. And I looked at it. And I looked up at the guy and I said, I can see something. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I really saw something. Yeah, you were just really as surprised as him. Shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, that's fascinating to me that when you went in, you were, you were using your own intuitive senses and, and, and reading people and, and just, but not the tool, those, those tools, right? That's correct. Yeah. And to this day, I don't use medium per se. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just when when I do psychic readings, the person sits down in front of me and I just talk and and I ask people not to interrupt me, just sit and listen to what I say. And then at the end of their reading, they can they can have questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it, and, and it's always been like that. Yeah, the uh, the the egg yolk reading. Is that something that a tea shop made up? Where did that come from? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. But 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 um yeah, it looked terrible too. Just just looked awful. I can only imagine. Somebody yeah. needs to share a gif of that somewhere. Robert, can you ima- can can you believe we're already halfway done with the program? I'm just <laughs> I just got one story yeah, out. I know. I know. Yeah, we're going to have to oh, okay. Man, you're you're great. We're going to have to have you back a lot. Um all right, we have to take a short break here on Night Drift. Uh, I'm Jim Perry. We'll be right back with more Robert Lindsay Milne and and taking your calls. If you want to join the conversation, you can join at 888-298-5569 on Night Drift right after this.
tonight, Jim Perry is taking your calls at 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington, 888-298-KKNW-5569. Cascades to the rest of the world. Lines are open. Call 425-373-5527 or toll free in Western Washington, 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-KKNW. We are back here on Night Drift. Remember, if you want to follow along with me as I begin adventuring again for Euphemet and Night Drift, uh, find us across social media at Euphemet and at It's Jim Perry. And if you're listening to this live, the radio broadcast of this show, and you want more, you can find all of this on the Euphemet podcast feed wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, just visit euphemet.com. I'm back here with the very delightful Robert Lindsay Milne on intuitive psychic counseling. We we sped, we, we just, we crushed the first segment. I don't even know where time went. It was so much fun, and I have so many questions for Robert, and we, we only got the one story. Well, okay, so so one of the things that I, I want to answer that you talked about that we haven't is, can anybody be psychic? Yes, yeah, let's all right. talk about that. So, all right, so um, actually, no, not everybody can be psychic. Okay. Um, if we take the world's population, line them up shoulder to shoulder, at one end of the spectrum, there is one person that has absolutely zero awareness. Mm. And then at the other end of the spectrum, there is a person that has 100% awareness. Oh, gotcha. And the rest of us fit in a bell-shaped curve. Mm. Okay. Now, being psychic. And one of the things that I noticed, like since I've, I've been doing doing my work and I, I haven't been around young, the younger people that have been coming up, by the way, there's some brilliant psychics coming up that make me really proud. But um, so being psychic is a normal, natural instinct that all mammals have, hmm. if not all other living beings. It is a normal, natural instinct hmm. have you ever been maybe you're out to dinner sometime have you ever looked up and you look across the room and there's somebody that's been looking at you oh sure yeah. oh okay have you ever been looking at somebody and they turn and look at you yeah okay that's that's being psychic mm -hmm. okay that's that is fundamental being psychic those experiences too are such a weird slice of, of paranormality for so many people where they go like, well, that was weird. <laughs> See, well, actually what it is, 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 is our instincts. And it's those instincts that got us out of the caves and mm. in charge of the world. Mm -hmm. but so, so that's, that's how we, that's how we evolved by those instincts. Um, now, now you can put any kind of name on it but it is a natural phenomenon or have you ever been thinking of somebody you haven't seen for, you know, 20 years and then you bump into the guy or, right. you know, you get a phone call from the girl or mm -hmm. the woman, right. Mm -hmm. um, those things, or 
you get a premonition. Oh, if I take my car today, I'm going to get into an accident. And it happens. Or right. if we, okay, everybody does that. Yeah. That's being psychic. So mm. being psychic, you know, you look at the word psychic. Um, it comes from a Greek root, psyche. Psyche meaning mind, soul, or self. Mm. If you have one of those and you use them, <laughs> You're psychic. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So what what happens is um, our instincts um, kick in in times of stress mm. or times of tension. Um, then what happens when we think about it, um, our logical mind kicks in. And it overrides the intuitive part right. and you stop listening to what's going on inside. Yeah. So the first thing is, are you ready for this? Yep, Become so. aware of what's obvious. Hmm. Just become aware of, and when you become aware of what's obvious, then more becomes obvious. Mm. And when you become <laughs> more aware of what's obvious, then more becomes obvious again. And it continues to evolve to the point that what you see that is obvious to you is not obvious to others. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. I'll give you some examples. Like, like I was, I was, I, um, I, I, I was um, one of the original world touring psychic performing psychics um, doing call phone calls. And, and um I listened to the air check to make sure that I wasn't falling into patterns and things like that. Mm. And um, I would listen and, and, and often I would remember what I'd be saying to somebody when I, or the people that I was talking to. Um, and I would listen to the air checks, but when I was on the air and how I worked is, is I used to ask people, tell me your first name, tell me where you're calling from, have a question, don't ask it. Okay, and uh, be positive, be friendly. That's, and then I would do it. Uh, so yeah. anyway, that's how I would do it. Um, I would listen to the, the, the air checks. And the and I would say the first thing that comes into my mind. And I would, when I was listening to the air checks, I'm thinking to myself, I'm sorry, when I'm doing it, that mm -hmm. tuning in, I, actually on the air, I, I sometimes I'm saying to myself, uh, Robert, the, the, this is crap. You're going to get caught. Mm. This is so bloody obvious. Everyone's going to see this or know it. Right. When I hear the air chat, I remember what I was going through in the time when I was on the air. I start listening and I realize, oh, you mean the first time the person says hello and where they're calling from? And I say, who's that person that has the migraine right now? And it turns out to be her. You mean that's not obvious? Well, of course not. And, and it was. <laughs> so, so what you, when you become aware of what's obvious, then more becomes obvious. And then more becomes obvious again, until what you're seeing is more is, is obvious in others, but only to you. Yeah. Oh my But gosh. still it's a natural phenomenon that if you practice now, now when I left the tea room, I was 21 and I decided that this was going to be what I do. I know you got calls coming in. Let me, I'll, I'll do this story quickly. And we'll answer. The oh, calls. no, no problem. Oh, okay. Because, okay. because yep. if you've got lights on, you might have a few calls. No, that's okay. Nope. Okay. So, so, um, at around 21, when, when, when I left the tea room and, and struck out on my own, I heard that when a young man becomes a priest, they make a vow to say a mass every day of their life. And when I was that age, I, I said, um, I made a vow that I would do psychic readings. And I did that vow is that I would do at least one psychic reading or practice doing psychic readings every day of my life. Hmm. And, and I made it for a little over 30 years without missing a day. Hmm. Wow. And I missed a day once because I wanted to know what it felt like to not do it. Yeah. What did it feel like? Um, empty. It felt it, 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 it felt like I was walking around with my eyes closed all the time oh, on my wow. day off. That's what it felt like. Did it take a concerted effort for you to, to, I mean, 
to shut that down, to close your eyes in that way? Was it hard to, to do that after 30 years of not? Um, that's a great question. No one's ever asked that. Um, it's, it was, it's the reverse to, it's, it's like kind of like waking up and being on a drunk, um, mm, the mm. way you would feel like that. Um, it, it, it was not that I've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, 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 it just, it felt like being constipated. Mm, mm-hmm. it, felt, it felt like I just wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Do you and then think- I did it for again for another 10 years or 12 years. And, and I, on occasion, I still, I miss a day. Yeah. So, Do you think there are people walking out out there in the world right now that are potentially really high on that spectrum of ability, absolutely. right? Oh, that absolutely. Maybe feel like that every day. Like yep. they feel like sort of spiritually or psychically constipated, but they're, they find well, no solution for it. Well, you see, being psychic really has nothing to do with being spiritual. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, being spiritual is a different part of the brain. Sure. Right. Um, and, and incidentally, I have a spirituality. Okay. So, so often someone will, I'm always amazed at new agers when they tell you they are spiritual, like Mm. really, Mm -hmm. do you have to tell somebody you're spiritual so that they'll (laughs) see, come on. Right. Well, it's like a vegan, right? Like you always know who's the V you always know who the vegan is. Absolutely. They'll tell you. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, so, so, um, one of the things that we have to remember about being spiritual, first of all, uh, nobody knows what anyone else's spiritual level is, mm-hmm. is kind of like your, 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 your number from Equifax, you know, nobody mm. knows exactly, but, but so, so in our universe, everything has a positive and everything has a negative and what we are one way we are equally the opposite Mm -hmm. so in this universe there are positive entities and there are negative entities Mm -hmm. and those entities are on the spiritual plane Mm -hmm. so so being spiritual does not mean being positive or good there was this dude in california named anton yeah yeah um, I'm going to tell you something about judgment soon mm-hmm. in a second too. So, so um, there was this guy Anton Levey in California who developed. Um, well, he wrote the uh, Satanic Bible, sure. and he also uh, created the um, Satanic Church of California. Mm-hmm. This dude was spiritual. He was worshiping the devil, but he was spiritual. I wouldn't want a reading from him. Wouldn't want to hang out with him. But but he was spiritual. So it's really important to define that. And um, judgment, right? Judge not, yes, you be judged yourself. Well, hey, wait a second. Um, Judgment isn't negative. When you have an opinion, you've made a judgment. Mm -hmm. So I have judged you, Jim. I think you're a great guy. Well, I guess I'm just some (laughs) judgmental SOB, right? (laughs) Well, right. So, so judgment is having an opinion. It's not good or bad. It's yeah. what's coming from you. Yeah. Right. Right. You get me going, man. It's just, it's just I know. I love over. it. I, I love uh, it. I'm, 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 figure, I'm figuring out what, what buttons to push to, to get, oh, you, anyone, get you going. That's, that's why I yeah. got all these buttons on my yeah. shirt. Anyone, <laughs> right? Just... Can, can you tell me a little bit about um, what a psychic intuitive um, counseling session is like for people what what is what is that space like what what can you take us into that room a little bit um i do readings and and like i said um i i ask people not to interrupt me my readings are at least an hour long um i spend at least a half an hour before each reading now um preparing 
Mm-hmm. And in the reading, what what I ask, I, I I tell people, and 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 I well, actually, here's here's the way the reading starts. I say the date, the person's name, and then I you know, so this is what Sunday, um, April the twenty fourth, two thousand and twenty two, psychic reading for Mary Smith by Robert Lindsay Milne in Toronto. Just before I start to do your reading, I want to explain to you briefly what I'm going to do. I'm going to start off talking about the future. This is how I get in touch with your energy or vibration. Mm -hmm. Then I'll come back and talk about the present. And if it's appropriate after that, we'll deal a little with the past, back to the present, and then into the future again. Mm -hmm. After this, there's a question period where you can ask anything you wish. And then I say, and here we are today in April 2024, or sorry, 2022, what I'm going to be discussing with you today is and that's the way i start every reading yeah and have um tens of thousands mm-hmm. and what i'm doing is i'm seeing that person's life and i often see people's lives from conception to completion <sighs> and um i don't hang around very many psychics and so i didn't realize um i i've been talking about this um there's i haven't met anybody that do, does things the way i do when, when i'm dealing with somebody who's who's um having a major crisis what i do is i look forward into the future to when they're say the person's 40 um i look forward into the future when they're 83 or 85 mm-hmm. or whatever number i wherever and they're alive then and what i do is i describe to them today what they think and how they feel about the way they solve the problem that they're fighting with right now and I tell them how they do it. Man and people mm. just relax and they calm down. And from that moment onward, we, we grow. Um, wow. Now, when I'm giving bad news, what I do is I look forward into the future and I tell the positive result of the horrible experience. Mm. I don't tell them the shit in, in the moment, right? right? I tell them the wonderful experience that um they're going to be experiencing i don't tell them it's a result of uh, when you are you know 87 when you're 56 this this is what you're going to be experiencing um then what i do as going through their reading i'll just drop a little hint about something leave it and go away come back drop another one and and build to it all the while i'll come back and talk about um the thing that's going to be happening as a result of and by the time it comes out, the person already knows and and is ready for it. Right. Yeah. That way they don't get the living crap scared out of them and they have the ability to deal with it. Yeah, right. That's right. the way I dealt with things with that man, um, Tom, in the book, The Perfect Predator, the guy that... Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a it's an amazing story, and obviously, uh, it, it's evidence of the the impact that this work can have. Can Can you describe a little bit about what what happened there? What was that? okay? So, two clients, um, both are professors. One one is a professor of epidemiology at the Southern California University. The other one is um, a professor of experimental psychology at the same university. Both of them are heavyweights. Both are my clients, and and they're married. So they're going away on a on a um, a journey to Egypt. It's a they're one of their dream vacations. Um, the year before. I can tell these people's names because there's a book written about it. Um, (laughs) The year before I had done a reading for Tom and I told Tom that um, now, by the way, Tom is an older guy. Um, He was, Tom is like six foot five and he used to be like an Indiana Jones kind of guy, but Mm. over the years he ballooned up over 300 pounds Um, in the reading that I did for him a year before going to, for him going to Egypt, I, I said to him, um, in such and such a day, um, it might have been in 2016, um, you are going to be more than 100 pounds uh, lighter than what you are now. In fact, all the clothes that you're wearing now, you're not going to want to wear then because they're just going to be too big on you and you're going to look great. Then I started doing the reading. And then, and then as I was doing his reading, I said also, um, h- however, before that 100 pounds is, is lost, before you lose that, um, there's an illness coming. 
and it's in your your stomach and and you're going to get so sick i was really direct with him though you're going to get so sick you cannot get sicker and not die hmm. but you will survive and you'll lose more than 100 pounds and then i said to him tom my thinking is your destiny is to lose the 100 pounds it's up to you you can um this can scare you and you start taking care of your health and lose a hundred pounds and avoid the illness or have the illness and lose a hundred pounds. You can do it the easy way or the hard way. Wow. So a year later, it was during the week of Christmas. I got a phone call from Stephanie. She was um, uh, in, in Egypt. Tom had gotten really, really sick and contracted the most potent super virus on the planet. And when you get that super virus, it's 100, it was 100% antibiotic resistant. That meant that when you get it, you die. Tom went into a coma. And by the way, Tom was in a coma for over eight months. Oh my God. Um, Doctors had given up on him. I had a psychic mental link with Tom 24 hours a day. And Mm. I knew what was going on in his mind, in his emotions, 24 hours a day. And I felt it and lived it every moment of the day. I had meetings with Stephanie. And early in Tom's uh, um, uh, coma, I I told Stephanie, who's a famous um, epidemiologist, I said to Stephanie, you have all the experience, you have all the awareness you have the ability to find a cure. And um, she did. And, and <laughs> it, 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 it came together with a worldwide group of people. And I was, I, on, on three different occasions, had I not been doing my job, Tom would have died. Wow. And, and um, one time, So I knew that Tom was going to live. I was the last one. I kept believing. I knew that Tom was going to live. And the way that I knew it is I visualized in my mind a candle that was lit. And that was Tom's life force. When the flame was strong, now that was my meter. I I invented that in my mind. So, So when the flame was strong, Tom was fine. Doesn't matter. He's in a coma. He was okay. Yeah. When the flame was flickering, as it were, then then. Uh, he was in trouble. There was one point he was in Germany and um, he'd been medevac from Egypt. He was in, everyone around him was in hazmat suits. He was in a coma. He could hear people speaking and he was letting go. Um, I saw the flame. It looked like it was going to blow out. Hmm. In my meeting with Stephanie right afterwards, I said, um, Tom needs to see his daughters. Yesterday would have been a good day. Today is a good day. Tomorrow is not so good. And if you wait longer, don't bother. Mm. That night, Tom's daughters flew from California to Germany. And when I was doing my meditation, um, I saw the light get stronger. And I said, oh, the girls arrived. I assumed, right? And as, and that is indeed what happened. They arrived. <laughs> now, Tom writes about that, his side of that in the book. But more than what I did, more important than what I did, Jim, a psychic did this and it's recorded by scientists, scientists. And I've been, our field got credit for helping this. And um, it doesn't matter that it was me. It's someone in our field that science scientists could not refute. Yeah. If it wasn't for the psychic on three different occasions, for sure, Tom would have died. And mm. I am so proud to have done that for my 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 people. Yeah, you should be. I am you so proud be. to share. It's 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 shared. It's it's not just me. Yeah. What did those eight months feel like for you, sort of being on constant call like that and, and being it's, so connected uh, me, to it, it it wore me down. Um it 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 had a profound effect on me physically, it had a profound effect on me emotionally. Um it triggered my um, PTSD, like never before. Um, it, it had really, um, the, the real serious effects came out after Tom, uh, was, was out of the coma and, and the, the year after, um, there was 
so August of 2017, I was carrying one of my um, rescue dogs down the stairs and I fell backward, lost my balance, fell backwards and broke four ribs and oh, spent man. like weeks on the couch Oof. in November. So that was in August. In November, I was chasing one of my dogs. I tripped and fell and broke my shoulder. In December, I got up in the middle of the night, you know, and go to the can, tripped over a dog, fell on the floor, smashed my face on the floor um, and had a, um, uh, a minor concussion. Yeah. And then one year to the day of falling down the, the, the stairs, I got um, hit in a car accident and, and broke nine teeth right down to the gums. And during oh that gosh. time, I was stumbling. I was depressed. My PTSD was um, coming out, and um, it wasn't until I had a talk with Tom and Stephanie um, <clears throat> that, that I realized what was going on and, and mm. what had happened, and that Tom had gone through in his um, coma state all kinds of PTSD stuff in his, his stuff, and, and, and I was getting it from him and me, and I didn't realize it. It had a big impact. I... I, I um, it, it it took me over a year to um, get past that. Well, through through that trauma and through what you were dealing with, you know, you um, have now contributed, you know, very very mightily to the field to to you know for your people, as you suggested. My role and, was a small one, yeah. but if it wasn't, if a psychic hadn't have been doing it. Yeah. We wouldn't be having this conversation, and right. people would not be treating this superbug with phages. Right, that would not right. have happened. Right, and 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 now me personally, I I have the privilege of being the one that did it. Yeah, and that's just wonderful at this time in my life. I'm so happy that I had the opportunity, but it was lucky. There are many many people on the planet that could have done just what I did differently, but they could have done it. It was just, it was just my turn, you know, you know, is it, my, my number came up this time. Well, our number is up for the night. Wow. Robert. Um, thank you so much. This, this conversation was a blast. I can't thank wait you. to have you back and talk more and visit with I'd you. I'd love to. And, yeah. I appreciate it. Where can everyone find your stuff? My you can, you can, you can find me on my, my website, uh, www.robertlindsaymilne.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and um, TikTok. And I also have a website, uh, not a, um, sorry, I also have my own podcast and it's called My Side of the Crystal Ball. And um, you can it, find it on um, um, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. It's everywhere. I listened to it today. Thank it you. was really enjoyable. And thank, uh, you. thank you so much, Robert. I really appreciate Thanks. it. And thank you for listening to Night Drift with Jim Perry on Alternative Talk, KKNW, 1150 AM. Until next Sunday. Keep looking up. Follow Night Drift with Jim Perry on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to receive new episodes of Night Drift automatically and gain access to all of our past episodes.